boy, am I glad we finally won. Yeah. I've been so so heartbroken so many times. I was in disbelief until Coach Clark was doing his post-game interview. Yeah, well, and look at you. Look at you. Last week you set it up. You were like, I don't want to become the almost abs. Boom. I spoke into existence. Yeah, you did. My mom, I was talking to my mom, and she was like, I the whole game I kept thinking, they're the almost apps. I know. I tweeted at halftime that picture of Nick Hampton in the pool. We are not the almost apps. We are not the almost apps. And after the game, baby, I quoted it in all caps. And what did you say? We are not the almost apps. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a running storyline here. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, you're going to miss some plot holes. The character arcs really opened up. Um, there's a lot of lore. Yeah, so yeah. Pause this. Go back. You're going to be real confused if you don't listen to that episode going to this episode. So just heads up for the lore heads out there. You know, Like me, someone in, in Fallout, I read all the little logs. Skyrim read all the books. Gold Room listeners listen to all the podcasts. Every episode. I'm Parker Stone, the App State Cone Enforcer. I'm Will Strickland, App State Cone Boy. And... Uh... We you were be- so gung-ho about moving on, but you may have nothing ready. Yeah, because your story was stupid. It wasn't a story. It was a statement. And okay, it came well, to it was, a conclusion. It was dumb. And, and no, one, no one liked it. Like, and now here we are. Yeah, okay. All right. Go ahead. Move it along. Go roll, ahead. Roll the intro. Welcome back. You're in the gold room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. So, fans, uh, I think I need to be honest with you up front. Um, if anybody saw my tweets, I did not watch the game. Yeah, he hates App State. Uh, no. Unfortunately, I was... Unfortunately, w- he hates App State. Unfortunately, I was uh, working on oh. Saturday. Oh, I have a job. Ooh. Yes, I do have a job that does <laughs> require me to work on Saturdays at certain periods of time. Um, Couldn't be me. So I, I was working at another college football game, a different college football game that day. And uh, I I knew all week, like I told Will, like, don't text me we did. anything about the game. We did have a game plan. Unless it's like we're going into the fourth and it's close. I knew I was going to be zero dark 30, not going to know anything. I didn't want to like go through the stress if it was a blot or something. Right. Until it's halftime of of my game and i'm standing on the field and on the scoreboard they put up that like you know here's scores scores around the nation yeah and i i look up and i see the app score and i see it's tied seven seven and i go (laughs) (laughs) and of course my twitter has like 400 notifications (laughs) on it because our group message like has exploded and everything so i'm like panicking now and of course the game i was at was a blowout so i didn't really care about what was happening in that game anymore so i kept like refreshing 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 and i didn't have enough signal in the stadium to pull it like i kept trying to pull the game up on the app like was not gonna happen so it's like refresh 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 and then finally this game ends first and you know part of part of my job responsibilities i have to drive several referees back to their hotel mm-hmm. after after the game so i've got the van kind of pulled up and in, inside of like right next to the field so the refs can run off get back in so uh clocks clock hit zeros of, of, of the game i was at refs start running and there's two minutes left on the clock of the oh. app game and i know that we j- had just gotten the ball back from mm-hmm. Anna missing the field goal right 
So I I get in the van. I've got a bunch of of high level college football referees. These are referees from a Power Five conference, and I go, excuse me, excuse me, can you um can somebody do me a big favor? Oh yeah, man, anything. What do you want? You know, can can someone pull up the score of the App State Texas A and M game and just kind of follow along and let me know how that one ends? And they're like, yeah. "Why'd you sound like Carl Weezer?" I don't know. I was a little, you know, they they had just Nervous? finished a game. Yeah, starstruck. Well, no, they had just like finished a game. They're tired, and I was like, I don't even want to be a bother to anybody. Mm. Um, but they were they were very kind. They were like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'll pull that up for you." What's your connection there? Mm. And I was like. Oh, I just went to Appalachian State. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's awesome. So I'm getting to talk to these refs now as I'm waiting for the game to end. Turns right. out they called in 2009 an, a quarterfinal playoff game Ooh. in Boone between Villanova and App. That okay. same crew, like, which is also cool that that crew has been together for that long. Right, and that they remembered... So, like, they remember every game they do. Yes, and they were like, it was so cool, so much fun, but we had to rush out to leave because we were trying to beat a blizzard. Oh, So as soon dang. as the game was over, we were we were going. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy that, like, not only do they remember being in Boone and how much fun they had in Boone. Like, one of them was like, I bought an App State jacket while I was there that I wear all the time now. Hell, yeah. <laughs> um, but also that, like, ref crews stay together it's not like they yeah. hodgepodge people it's together. like going it's like, through school you just have the same same class it's like my brothers <laughs> brothers, brothers in arms <laughs> no, they live all over the country like none of them live anywhere near each other but like they all just like meet up on saturdays and, like, yeah after their games they go back to the hotel like order a pizza and get beers when i saw parker later that night we went to a friend's uh party he had not seen any plays from the game no maybe like one or two i literally got home from work changed into all of my app gear went to the party did not stop did not pass go did not look at my phone did not pull out anything so all i had all i knew was like basically the box score like the stat sheet and like the play-by-play of the last half of the game so i I, saw nothing i showed him the uh the game ceiling run from people's yeah which i had not seen showing that on my phone was the first time he had seen that so that means you didn't see uh, now I'm not familiar with this player, but in all of our Power Five games, there's usually a player that, boom, like they're here. They make yeah. a statement. Yeah. Jalen McLeod was that dude, number 35. Yeah. He got pressure on the AM quarterback. Have you still seen this play? I've saw, I saw the clip this morning. Forced the fumble. A big lineman picks it up. Lineman ain't got no hands. And then he strips that and guy. Jalen gets him and fumbles it again, and we recover it. Yep. So that was a huge play. I think that's that and the people's run that you showed me are the only two yep. that i've seen the ones off the top of my mind that stand out that are would be painful to know that i didn't get to watch it the the missed field goal from a&m what i it was so bad i thought we tipped it that's how mm. bad of a kick it was and on the replay i don't think there was any contact it was 20 yards short 20 30 yards short it was bad it literally looked like the unc kick at the end of the 2019 game when when yeah when we won <gasps> Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, that was bad. Um Chase, there were two passes where Chase had pretty good passes and the receivers had excellent catches, but they were just out of bounds. They landed like right out of bounds. We had a touchdown called back because of it. Um Chase, I think, had one of his best plays he's ever had as a Mountaineer. 
He had this really great scramble play, but he kept his eyes downfield and hit a man for a first down. So that was super impressive. And the biggest thing that I think you missed, and you can look at the score sheet or the, the box score and like get a feel for what it was like, but watching us control the possession, we had the ball for 40 minutes. They had the ball for, yeah. for 20. Watching that was wild. I've never seen a more dominant performance from App State, I think. When you come, when you consider the competition, and that that's crazy that you're saying the word dominant, and it's against number six Texas A and M. It SEC was powerhouse. It's not like we ran, we did whatever we wanted when it came to running the ball. It was that's crazy. Dominant. Like, that's how you expect to play ULM, right? And did you know that Nate Noel didn't play yesterday? Yeah, I saw. I saw that early that that Noel was. He was out. a game time decision, and the dude that stepped up. Uh, last name Marshall. I believe his fir- first name is Amani. I yes. apologize if I'm saying it incorrectly. Yeah. Wake Forest transfer. I don't know what class he is. You'd think he was RB1. He showed Dang. no concern. I mean, I think his first few runs were were all positive gains. He routinely performed. We did not miss a beat with, with our, our running backs. So that meant excellent preparation and practice from our staff, making sure That's that awesome. everyone in the RB room That's awesome. knew, like, you, because Nate is a game-time decision, all of y'all got to be ready to go. So seeing him pull up not only was impressive, but just makes me more confident for yep. next year. We literally just have this infinite refill well, and of like, running backs. Cam Peoples having a 100-plus yard day against an SEC school? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's huge for the people's draft stock. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. incredible. That's awesome for him. And I think something that a big contributor to us winning is that Chase didn't have to do too much right yeah he went 15 for 30 which sounds like oh my god he played horrible but we were taking deep shots intentionally to wear down their secondary we were i've never seen more diversity in our play calling yeah we were going uh first down deep ball uh second down run third down tight end pass or just three runs back to back we were doing things that in a sequence that i wasn't familiar with which was awesome by the end of the first half their secondary was done. They were exhausted. And the ESPN report, they had a sideline reporter that kept talking about, you know, I have a thermometer and the temperature on the field is 107 degrees and the temperature in Boone today is 74 degrees. And those boys, they were in the sauna before practice, getting ready. They were in hoodies. We'll see if they can keep up. I mean, that was literally the tone with how Which, hot it was. That's that's so stupid because it's like they think our roster, like all these dudes are from Watauga County. Like when like uh, nearly, uh, I can't think of how many of them, but we have a lot of boys from Florida. There's a lot of Florida a lot kids, of boys from Florida. A lot of Georgia boys. Yes. There's a lot of people from other parts of the state of North Carolina where it's hot as hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, and, the narrative of they're going to get too hot. Right. And I'm pretty sure A&M's field is real grass and ours is turf. So I'm not, I mean, the on-field temperature may not be that different at times. Yeah. I mean, t- turf at any given moment is going to be 15 degrees hotter on a sunny yeah. day than the other temperature. Yeah. So that that was funny. I think they checked in with her again, and she was like, "Yeah, well, it's cooled down. It's down to 84." And I was like, "Oh, thank God, oh, we have a chance." Yeah. <laughs> so when you, what was your experience like? When did you did you lean more towards we're gonna win once you knew what was going on at halftime? We're gonna win, or here we go again? I was I was fully buckled up for here we go again. Really. 
especially once when we went up 14, seven, I was like, Oh fuck, it could happen. When I saw that it was 14, 14. And then they, like, I saw that it was like one play Yeah, and it was kickoff return yep. for TD. I was like, no, this is how it falls apart. Mm-hmm. No, which that was a huge mistake. Uh, I, I don't, we should not have, we should have been kicking that kickoff through out yeah, of the stadium. I, I out of the stadium. There are some situations where I feel like a squib kick is is all right, like some situational stuff. But I, if I was a coach, I am saying kick it as far as you can. I want you to hit the kid yeah. in the front row. And we kicked it to their number one running back who scored both their touchdowns. Both their touchdowns were scored by the same dude. So that was a huge mistake. I also want to give a shout-out to Michael Hughes, our kicker. He uh, First quarter, he um, missed a 30... 30-something yard field goal. Maybe like 38, something like that. And it was close, but... Uh, oh, it, it, it dinged. It, it hit the upright. Ooh. And I was like, damn, like we still don't have a kicker. Guess who got the last three points? Michael Hughes. He came back. First quarter, he has that miss. and He's probably like, damn, like still ain't got it. Still not ready for these big situations. Comes back in that fourth quarter and wins us the game. In a massive situation. Wins us the game. Literally the first, the, the last three points were from our kicker. Michael That's Hughes. awesome. So I've seen a lot of a lot of critique of him on Twitter, which is fine because kickers, it's the easiest thing to critique. They do one thing and it's very easy to see if it worked or not because <laughs> it either does or doesn't. Yeah. There's no subtleties. Uh, so I understand why kickers get the most critique. Yes, he missed his first field goal, but he's the reason we won that game. So let's give him some credit. Yeah. Right? He he had he shook that mistake off, came back, and won it in a huge scenario like that. So huge credit to Michael Hughes. Um, huge credit to the coaching staff. Our offense play calling was incredible. Defense was a different team this week compared to UNC. I don't know what. I don't know if UNC figured something out or we just weren't ready. I don't know what happened. To give UNC 63 points and give Texas A&M 14, one of them a kickoff return, I don't know what was going on. They only scored one offensive touchdown. Yeah, straight up, yeah. So I'm glad we got it fixed, but man, it would have been nice if we had fixed it last week. (laughs) At halftime. (laughs) Yeah. No, and that's kind of like people people have been like, "Whoa, like aren't you feeling like really upset? Like you got to be like destroyed that you didn't watch that game." And I have told everyone that has said that to me, "Absolutely not." Because I was not meant to watch that game. Oh. If I I am like if y'all don't know this about me, I am very superstitious. Like Stevie Wonder. If I had watched that game, we lost. I promise you, if I if I had like wow called in like said I had COVID or something, skipped to watch that game, we're not winning. Y'all hear that? That's sacrifice. I was meant to not watch it, and I'm a okay with that. Died for our sins. If if me not watching the game made the difference for us to win, like I broke some sort of secret curse, like can't things canceled out because I wasn't there. Well, maybe you should just uh, not watch ever again. No. Oh no no no. See, the universe has to. That's forcing it at that point. The stars okay. lined up for me to not watch it. Mm. The universe did not want me to watch it. If you fight the universe, you're going to have a bad time. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Exactly. Now I can uh, I can agree with what you're saying because um, my family are, are gamecock heads, big big cock big heads, game. big cock heads. Um, and <laughs> I flipped over to watch their game with Arkansas. Yeah. 
The first time I turned it on, literally a extra point was sailing to the left. No good. So I said, okay, Ooh. flip back. Next time I turned it on, they were in the process of fumbling the ball. So I said, all right, I, I yep. let's stay off this game. How about that? So I did not watch anymore. They still lost, but I think I tainted it. You had already, yeah. Because I, I, I saw the first mistake, and I didn't know You better. doubled down. I doubled down. Yes. I made it worse. So uh, Selfish of me, I know. I, I mean, that's what they say about you all the time. I apologize. I tried to do better, but I keep forgetting. But, I mean, the, the footage that came out of Boone from that day. Mm, it's a party up in Boone Town. As Gonzo App tweeted, a wise, great, wise man once said, it's a party up in Boontown. Did he tweet that? He sure did. <laughs> it was great. Mikey T. Great tweet. <laughs> 2012. That's not Mikey. That's Froggy Fresh. No, but that's... Slash Krispy Kreme. He does Mikey T 2012 in it, too. When? At the, not at the beginning? Yeah. No, he does not. Yes, he does. We're going to have to... We're going to check the we'll footage. Check the, we'll check we'll the footage edit in at the end. Uh, Parker, future Parker, note... Put in that sample of the audio of him saying Mikey T twenty twelve. I don't want to get D- DMCA'd by if Mikey, Mikey T DMCA's us, we will take him. To hey, court. we know he still exists. We did. We went. Hold year- on, don't don't release too much. Okay, do we, we, we want to <laughs> save that? I feel like that might be. We did go down a rabbit hole, and we did confirm his whereabouts. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, the the scenes from Boone were incredible. Just seeing everybody on King Street, and then how everybody like migrated to duck pond i like through like multiple generations yeah everybody ends up at the duck pond no matter what like the the osama bin laden died night when the like Yo, R. The R. mustang let's just say r.i.p bozo right now i mean it's 9-11 r.i.p bozo oh, yeah we're recording osama bin laden king yeah. bozo king bozo <laughs> when king bozo died someone drove their mustang into the duck pond i don't think that was related i thought that was i don't think bin laden caused the mustang in the duck pond. it was the I same day separate incident same day <laughs> big day for campus big day for campus <laughs> you know you hear about against every big game we've ever had they tore the goalposts down threw them in duck pond mm-hmm. or put them at the chancellor's house or something but it's, duck pond is always the one yeah and wh- what did those beautiful little app state students do they jumped in the duck pond and they destroyed a piece of art now the baby sculpture that is in duck pond i didn't know about um i didn't know i was it. messaging with neanderthal and he said they destroyed the baby and I was like, what did you just say? What what did you just type? Why are you running? And he said there's a baby sculpture in the pond. I was like, oh, that's what they're standing on. Because I thought they were standing on a little duck house. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought the ducks were in there like, ah! But I, <laughs> what? Our home! <laughs> I guess they took out the duck house for... The duck house had been moved over. Uh, it was right up on the... So I don't know if maybe just people jumping in it just floated away. Okay. Um, but low-key watching those videos, I got nervous about someone drowning. Because I could see someone, especially if they were drunk. Thing. Water doesn't have to be drunk to die. Uh, drunk? Water doesn't have to be drunk or deep to drown. Uh, but I can see someone jumping in and seeing a group of people on the baby. Because people are like standing on it, like a conquest. Yeah. And they get there and there's no more baby to stand on. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and they don't want to be that guy that's like, help, help, help. Stop the celebration. <laughs> so I, I did get nervous about that. And yes, they, they broke off the arms. The artist, I'm assuming was a student. Um, posted on Facebook about it and said that one of the arms wound up behind the stadium. Someone carried it, I All guess. All the way? It. Right. And I didn't see the baby before. No, I so I don't know what it looked after. like. Yeah. And it, that's lame. It, it sucks that it, it got damaged and I, I wish it hadn't happened. But, you know, call me wrong or whatever. 
I I think that's a trade off for that type of moment. Well, I'm okay with that. Also, if I, it had to happen that way and it, and no one got hurt, and an important caveat, App State should fund the rebuild. Yeah, oh, absolutely, as, absolutely. Because technically, the university allowed it to happen. Yeah, right. They no, could have said no, no, yeah, no. They, they could have sent University right. PD. So as long as they in send, scuba gear, if, whether it's building material or money or support staff, as long as it is repaired to its original state, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Well, and also too. If you had a nice statue that you didn't want anything bad to happen to, whatever, why are you putting it inside Duck Pond? Like, if you. What do you mean? Why Why would someone be jumping in a Duck Pond? There's but gotta be some crazy Not just stuff. dumping, but like, it, it, it's on top of water that freezes, that is dirty, there's snow in it, there's ducks on it. Like, if you wanted this piece of art to stay protected, don't put it in Duck Pond. Uh, I'm not co signing that. Sounds like you're blaming the baby. Uh, no, I'm blaming whoever decided to put a statue in a pond. Ah, uh, the baby's mother. <laughs> or father, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Campus could have decided. I, I don't know how those sculpture things work. Or who decides where it goes? If that's an right. artist thing, because or... I think it's the same thing in front of Walker. There's a like a statue that like cycles out every year. Yeah. So I don't know if that was part of the program or not. But maybe they can re rebuild the baby and put a football helmet on it. Go app. Go app. <laughs> I love I love football. <laughs> I love football. <laughs> um, maybe that can be a thing now. Every game day, they go out there and put a little helmet on it, like. And it's a big ass head. It's not. It's not like Carlos, the little baby doll. Yeah, no, it's it's you know Stonehenge material. So imagine a, a helmet that size, and every game day they put it out there. I think that'd be a cool little tradition. I think that'd be fun too. I- and they rip off the arms, <laughs> or maybe they just like the mannequin that we had in our apartment. It's just magnetic. They can just snap pop them on, on and pop off. off. That, see, that's the replacement should be like that. I have to imagine those arms weren't too heavy. Because to no. get it, if they were heavy and in water, like, did it float? Did it sink? How did they get it out of the lake or the pond to get it to Kid Brewer? All of these are good questions. We must go deeper. And how much deeper does it get than college football bro, game that, day? It's deep and it's heavy, bro. It's heavy, bro. Deep, bro. That's the point of the day when I really thought I was dreaming or like... Oh, when I told you that? Or the, the, I was being punked that the whole day was fake is when Will looked to me and he said college football day. Like, it was Brett McMurphy. He was like, Brett McMurphy just tweeted college game day is coming to boot. We're sitting at this party and respectfully, I'm cooked. <laughs> respectfully, of course. And I'm, I'm like two steps from the edge. He was sober enough that he was able to go through our archaic ticket website. Yes, I went through Pacquiao Tickets. Yes, I, man- I managed to get through Pacquiolan <laughs> and it wanting me to put in the the. And he was going to war. I mean, he was pacing. He was moving seats. It he kept was trying to get focused. me to put the the freaking security code in for a card that I didn't have anymore, <laughs> and I wasn't trying to pay with. I was. They were playing the the group of people were with. They were playing a board game, and I was over in the corner petting the dog on another planet, and I'm going through uh, the the tweets. And I see, boom, Brett McMurphy, college game day going to App State. And I was like, I I literally tapped the profile to make sure it wasn't like Sports Talk Barry. Yes. Like, I, and that's, I, a parody I assumed that when you said that it was Sports Talk Barry. <laughs> I or... saw the verification uh, error, a little check. And I was like, no way. Like, like, is it like an emoji now? So I checked the profile and it was legit. And I said, I looked up, I said, Parker, college game day is coming to Boone. And my fiance said, "What?" And it was before like the team had posted their thing of Clark or even like team. right or even the game day game. account. No, so this is like just a leak to Brett McMurphy, right? And then shortly after that, we found out directly from Reese Davis of College Game Day. So this isn't a rumor; this is firsthand. 
College game day was going to be at Texas A&M versus Miami. And we took it. Because we beat them, we took it. See, and that's where I wish that was an official rule. Like, they released a week in advance who's going to have game day the next week. But if they lose that weekend, they oh. get their game day stolen. That's I love that. I think that would be so much fun. That'd be great. If that was like a legitimate like steel game day type deal. That is, first of all, I apologize to the Texas a students. Y'all don't deserve that. Second of all, y'all are kind of weird. So, no, y'all yeah, are weirdos. Maybe. You're 100,000 100, <laughs> strong of, of weird we, uh We watched uh, Midnight Yell for their season over against Sam Houston State so we could prepare for our previous episode. That's just weird, dude. I don't know what's cool about that. Yeah, like, oh, it's a tradition. Oh, it's a tradition that should stop. No, and that, like, there are some <laughs> schools that have cool traditions. It's like, you have to keep this going. The Midnight Yell is one that should either change radically or stop existing. Or move it up to 7 p.m. Because I'm not staying up till midnight No, that. No, that's some Sunday at 11 type stuff. This could be an email. You could do a YouTube video of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. It's all sticky and everything. Yeah. Um, the crowd was whack as hell, bro. If if any A&M fighting Texas Aggies, if any of you are listening right now, your crowd was weak as buns, bro. You were so quiet on TV that the App State chants were so easy to hear. We could hear at the end of the game, we could hear, it's great to be a mountaineer. I guess they did their chance at timeout. Oh. Which kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Like who are you intimidating? You know? You're in the They were just not in it. I, I was I was bought into the hype, but oh my God. Hundred thousand person stadium. Kyle Field, the twelfth man. These are rabid fans. Are we gonna be able to 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 deal Handle with all the noise? I wonder if the UNC game is louder. And I'd be curious. I'd I'd wanna ask people that were there. If you were, were there, both. if you were there, and, and being just honest, if you were at both games, which game was louder, App versus UNC or Texas A&M versus App State? And just as as like a whole, not when one team was winning or that team, yeah. just on average, which was total louder. cumulative decibel, cumulative decibility. Yes, I, that's loads what I'm of for. decibilities. Yeah, so fine, Texas Aggies, y'all gotta y'all gotta throw in the towel on that midnight yell yeah. thing. That's whack. Um. App State getting college game day is something that I knew would happen eventually, but I can't I can't believe it's happening. No, it's one of those that's like it's a bucket list thing to like just to go to a college game day and experience all of that. It is a whole different thing that college game day is going to my Sunbelt alma mater. I'm playing Troy too, which is kind of funny. Troy's probably like, hell yeah. <laughs> Troy, Troy's like free exposure that we weren't expecting. <laughs> which is like a little bit of a weird pick. I figured if they were going to do a game day in Boone. JMU. That Black Saturday might have been a little bit more enticing to them. But I'm guess- I could see them riding the buzz. Well, they, they're riding the buzz, and they're also probably looking ahead at what they've got in the weeks to come. Right. You know, who knows? Week four might have something huge that's going on. Now, I know they try to avoid, they definitely go, don't go to the same school twice in a year. But what if it's the same school at a different place, i.e. Marshall versus App State at Marshall? So, because that could literally be the decider for New Year's Six. That if both could of us be, out. but I doubt it. Considering they normally only do one G five a year. Damn. They normally do one group of five but a year. Did we? Could, I mean, at that point, if we both went out, we could both be sitting in that mid fifteen range. Yeah, but that could also be the same week that like Alabama plays Georgia, or that's true. Yeah. Man, I feel like Alabama's game day four times a year, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that game was at Texas, right? Yeah. Okay. So they can still do it in Tuscaloosa. They, I do think they they have been to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Fucking eight times. I feel like the SEC has ten game days. Uh, side note: How did I know Texas? They lost by one point. Alabama, whatever. How did they go from unranked to ranked twenty one after losing? SEC. That SEC. should like like SEC. Congress should step in on that. Yeah. No. That that's the SEC. Like they they honestly probably wanted Texas to win. Yeah, you know, like to hype their like their yeah. entry. Oh, look at that! We added a, a great a winner. I did watch that started before the game. I was working at it was I, a great game. They got hosed on that safety. Yes, yeah, that was that was wild. And it's funny because so you didn't experience this. The start of the App State Texas A and M broadcast, right? It mm-hmm. was a mess. Oh, I've heard. So let me paint the picture for you, and and if you heard any of these details, I'll paint the picture for you guys at home or in your automobile, wherever you want. So the game starts at 3.30. However, Drinkwitz got revenge. Missouri and Kansas State was delayed. Weather delay. And they were on ESPN2, which is what we were supposed to be on. So come 3.30, they're like halfway through the third quarter. We're like, damn, drink. Relax. So it's like, okay, it's on ESPN News if you have that. And then you can also go to ESPN+. Plus. So we're like, okay, let's go to ESPN+. Plus. 3.32. It's just a screen. They've changed their music when it says your event's about to begin. My mom said it. Multiple people on Twitter said it. I said it. Sounds like aquarium music. Like you're walking through, like you're on that conveyor belt that just walks you through the tunnel. Right. Michelle made a excellent graphic of of the whale shark swim by the Georgia Aquarium and said, Texas A&M versus App State (laughs) at the bottom. (laughs) So 332, aquarium. 335, aquarium. 338, aquarium. And we're like, okay, the coin's been tossed. Apparently, plays have been ran. Like, hello? What is happening? Finally, boom. Game is on, and it sounds like Darth Vader's on the mic. It sounds like... Like, it sounds like like uh, like a VHS. Oh. When you're kind of like, it's a little fuzzy, like a home movie. And it was like that for a while. And then there was one play where Chase throws the ball. And right before he gets to receive, the screen goes black. And it comes right back, and the audio is fixed. <laughs> they turned the stream off and on again, and they hit fixed reset. It. They hit the power button, and it was it was perfect. That's fucking crazy. And then eventually, uh, Drinkwitz lost, and I think I assume he lost. And then uh, we moved over to ESPN two. So that's how the game started. Not well. <laughs> we had no. we it felt a little cursed, but eventually it righted itself once they they unplugged it and plugged it back in. <laughs> Dang. Uh, final predictions here going into Troy. Yeah. Just to wrap it up. Um, we did, Trey Cobb did, uh, get injured yes. in the third so quarter. We know he was out the, the, that sideline reporter, the same one that was measuring the heat of the field. He comes out, he's, uh, he's got his arm in a sling, right? And the reporter's like, uh, Trey Cobb is questionable to return. And we're like, he's got a sling. My brother. He's got a sling on. There ain't no question about this one. I'm not sure there's a lot of questions. <laughs> so there's no update. I'm sure on Monday, Clark will, in his presser, Clark will give details. Um, Trey Cobb, he walked off on his own. He was still excited on the sideline. Uh, very well could have just been adrenaline, but it didn't seem that bad. I'm thinking we may he may be out for maybe two, three weeks. Could just be a Dr. Strickland sprain. here. I have a lot of experience with these things, Parker. You know this. Dr. Cone Boy. I have as much experience as the sideline reporter on medical diagnoses oh so he not pretty good you want to avoid it 
and Trey yeah. Cobb did not. So mm. yeah, you see what happens. Mm. That's a joke. Respectfully, we joke here. A jokey we, joke. we have fun. A jokey joke. So Trey is out. I'm assuming he'll he'll be out. Noel is a game time. The fact that he was a game time decision means he could be back for Troy. Yeah, that he could be feeling yeah. good. I think um, what has been typical of us under Satterfield, under Drink, and and somewhat under Clark, although it's been a little different. We get to these easy ass Sunbelt games and we sleepwalk. We yeah. still win by twenty. I but just think of it's it's we we have some like first half it's way yeah. too close and then we blow them out. I think of 2019 when we were ranked and we went and played South Alabama and they flexed it to TV. That was straight up one of the most boring games I've ever watched in my yeah, life. Yeah, that game was a snooze fest. It was an empty stadium it was rainy. Yeah, that game it was awful. Sucked. And I, that's what we cannot avoid. That we're yeah. in the driver's seat for New Year's Six bid right now. We need to clap cheeks yes well we and that, need to like, drop numbers i think too not a sunbelt game but last year versus elon that first half versus elon yeah. was, was awful yeah that was rough. and then we came back and you know after halftime you know somebody got their ass right. beat and then we we can't off. afford that because no. if it comes down to you know us and marshall we play similar to that one year where it was like memphis or maybe houston, houston for the I new year six was and it was the ac and somehow they like I think played I was, each other like twice. It was some weird scenario. Like the that. AAC, yeah, they they uh, they had a regular season matchup, but they're since they were in different divisions, right. they Played in the championship game, right? So since we're divisional, we wouldn't have a rematch of the championship, but it could come down to you know one team beat the other, but strength of schedule, maybe they have another yeah. conference loss, something like that. Well, especially so, too, we've got two FCS games this year, so which is a, a damper. Our, our strength of schedule will get hit. Like that yeah. that that conversation is going to happen no matter what yeah like that and will Marshall, be Marshall's 2-0 and right now we're 1-1 on one, which is another hit now if North Carolina somehow wins the ACC that's gonna give us that looks like a great loss that looks great yeah. but they are sure as hell not no winning anything maybe they'll get another state state champ ring but that's up to, to Ole Mac you know we that's not our business Oh Mac I want us to win by 30 minimum I want us to be dominant from the start I want us to be so dominant that our second strings get in like in the fourth quarter at the start of the fourth quarter yeah i don't want i don't want i don't want chase price taking a snap in the fourth no i don't want us to take our foot of the pedal i don't i don't want us to sleepwalk if we're gonna do this this year let's do it we're doing it yeah we gotta go 200 percent for no matter who we're playing we may have to get a little and hopefully the the pop and wow of college game day will kind of keep them they'll they'll be fired up to play now there's always the risk honestly knock on wood you have a upset hangover yeah Game day, oh my God, we're almost ranked and we we lose to Troy. It's possible. Well, yeah. Let's I think about Georgia Southern, 2018. Yeah, that, first that, time ever ranked and we looked terrible. No, that that game was that actually was one of the more boring games I've ever watched. Period. Like of no, no, no. any college football game ever. That was exciting though because Southern's student section was great because Mo Bamba was like the that, song that year. Hot. That was that was yeah. cool to watch, even though we sucked. South Alabama, there was no one there. There was. There was no, nothing going on. Yes. <laughs> was, they, they might have had like 850 in attendance. But their ticket sales probably said like 12,000. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap it up with final predictions for college game day. Who do you think is going to be the celebrity guest picker? And where do you think they're getting food? And where do you think it will be? Let's throw yeah, it in there lo- yeah, let's put location since that's still TBD. My guest now. picker... And this may be the same as you. Mine is Eric Church. And here's why. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, Luke Combs won't be available. He's on tour. Um, so that's not an option. Unless he cancels shows, which would suck for those people. So don't do that, Luke. I know you listen. I know you listen. 
I would pick Eric Church because then he would be booed the entire time and it'd be really funny. Yes. It'd be hilarious yes. because everyone watching at home who have no idea who App State is, they're like, why is this guy getting booed every time he's on screen? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then we can kind of make it clear that, you know, just keep your keep your blue on and we, you don't have to come back. It's okay. It's okay. You know, unless you're playing a concert, then, hey, we're, we love Eric Church. You know, big, big church heads, right? Uh, food they're getting... I'm leaning towards proper. I think they have a they have a good wow. That's like home cooking, right? And they have a pretty diverse menu, but it's all local ingredients. They switch it up. I think proper's my my dark horse for that. And where it's gonna be? Yeah, I think the most obvious is Sanford Mall, but I think the softball field could be a good potential. The backdrop's not great no. with the indoor facility but because some people are saying jerry moore plaza that's gonna mess with the line and admission and security it's, it'll just be a headache well but you might have enough so i think the softball field you might have enough time for a 330 game to get everything i think there may we may get flexed because we are on, as of now this game's on espn plus and i don't think there's ever been a college game day that's that, been a stream that only said hey go to your roku and <laughs> open up espn plus <laughs> i could see us getting flexed but I, I i think it would have to be to the night spot it don't would, say that i think it would have to be don't us getting flex, flexed late for it to work i'm bricked up I don't think I'm bricked up with with the town how it is. <gasps> I don't think we could flex to noon and pull it off. I think there's True. gonna be so much of breaking down game day and all that for yeah. a noon kick that's gonna be hard. What are your predictions for those three? My predictions, um, the celebrity. I'm. It's a, I guess it's a dark horse. I've got two dark horses, but I'm gonna shout out Katy Perry by the way. I'm gonna go with. I think they're gonna get Dale Jr. Ooh, and he'll and he talk about into the race. Mm. They're gonna talk about Wilkesboro, getting where it's at. All That's good. That. That's good. My other dark horse was gonna be Governor Cooper. I could see Governor Cooper, but do they do like active politicians, like elected officials? I though I think they have in the past. Cooper could be a good one because he's really he he he's is a, into local sports. Yeah, he's he's a huge candy hack. He's a big candy hack, big sports guy. So I could see either of those, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in Dale Jr. as my. That'd be sick. That'd actually be awesome. Yeah. It, kind of from the areas from, you know, kind of Kannapolis all through. Grew up going North Wilkesboro, all that. So I think that'd be a big one. Food, I'm going to go with the layup answer. They're getting Daniel Boone. I hope not. But They're you're getting Daniel right. Boone in. You're probably right. For those not aware, Daniel Boone is very mid. It is incredibly mid. Daniel Boone in is fine. It's fun to go with your family if they're here for the first time. But pro tip, it's all right. Same style. If you go down to West Jefferson, you can go to Shatley Springs, which is the same style as Daniel Boone, but the food is eight times better. Boom. And it's called Shatley Springs. Shatley Springs. Um, what was the final one? Location? I'm, I'm going to go with a dark horse here. It would take... It would be in a logistical... Big, big horse girl over here. Jeez. Yeah, I'm big on Katy Perry today. It, <laughs> it would be a logistical nightmare to get it done. I love it. Let's do it. I think they're going to do it on King Street. No way, businesses would be cool with that. No way, they're blocking it off. If they do that, the only one that'd be the problem would be the Jimmy Johns. But if they block it from, what is that? From faculty to Water Street? Yeah, the only thing that would be open there is the Jimmy Johns because the app theater's closed anyways, and the other one's the town hall, which is also going to be closed. But wouldn't the merch stores be upset? 
There's a, at least Mountaineer Mania would be no, on because, either side of it. Yeah, I don't think the merch stores would care because you could stay open during that. You've got a crowd of people outside. Yeah, but that crowd has to stay in place for six hours to wear a diaper. What? Respectfully. Um, And I think that it would look great. It would look sick, yeah. And you could fit the amount, and that's the thing I keep going back to, is fitting the amount of people that are required to be in the crowd for college game day as well as somewhere to put the TV truck. Yeah. Sam from all you could fit the people, but I have no idea where they're getting that truck. Well, probably where that dude drew, knocked over a light pole with his car. <laughs> At the top of the oh, top of that top street, of that little I guess, I guess you could do that, but I think it'd be cool to do it from the lamp Kingston. may not be there anymore, so they may not be lit enough. Exactly. Not the power the power grid. The power grid might be out. Gotta think of the power grid. That windmill is going to be turning. I, actually, power grid is actually something you probably should think about. Sewage. <laughs> um, I've heard only positive things about the stadium experience for the UNC game, which yes, is have excellent. So that makes me very confident that we, should they bring in extra seats for this game, we'll be good. Sh- should, should we should we be honest here? We were naysayers um, on record. I was about, a hater. I was we, were, a hater. we were haters. We thought the game day experience was going to be terrible. It was fantastic. Terrible so day for the kudos haters. Kudos to the staff that I know worked about it. I know I had a conversation with Jonathan Reeder. Um, about preparations for it, and I know they were feeling ready to go, and you know, hats off to that crew. Mm. And let me close with this. I'm going to throw in the furthest, most unlikely horse for guest picker. Okay. All right, Katy Perry. <laughs> Listen to this one. Des Bryant. I don't think it's that dark of a horse. For some reason, man, oh man, is he on the Chase Bryce train. He loves him some Chase Bryce. He tweets about Chase Bryce six times every Saturday. Yeah. It's awesome. He said it, he <laughs> said yesterday that he's his QB1. It's a top QB. Yeah. Yeah. So come through Dez. Let's get hey, let's do some let's get some work in with Chase. Run and, some routes. And let's go ahead and finish with it with shout out. This is our day one of our campaign for Pat McAfee to hang out with the Gold Room podcast. Yeah, Pat, I know you're listening. Pat, I know you're listening. We're gonna clip this bit. Boom. Pat, come hang out with the boys. Come come find out what the Cone Gang is about in Boom. That's right. That's right. We have a baby. See you there, Pat.